Well, I just wanted to say good day to uh, everybody again, tuning into Better People, Better Business. Today, I have the pleasure of talking with Michelle Russell. Michelle is another one of our amazing team members. Good day, Michelle. Morning, Andrew. How are you? Super. Thank you very much. Um, Michelle's been with us for about a year ish, we'll call it now. Um, works in the team in a bunch of different functions, but also comes from a uh, pretty um, long and uh, I guess had a lot of a lot of involvement, a lot of organisations around the training space. Would that be a fair conversation, Michelle? Yeah, definitely. Um, and, and Michelle's had a lot of roles, you know, sort of started from the ground up, um, and and has held roles with um, some of the bigger mining organisations in particular, helping them uh, actually organise and run their sites effectively, making sure that people are uh, measurably compliant, competent, safe, skilled, and effective in performing their roles. Um, and it's important in that space uh, for a lot of reasons that I'm sure most people know, um, the biggest thing being that, um, you know, being able to make sure that people know that they're competent so they can do their job well. Um, I think that's something that I know is pretty near and dear to your heart, Michelle. Yeah, yeah. it certainly is. certainly is. worked on a few sites where sure. we've had some serious incidents and fatalities so it really hones in just how important it is to have all your systems in place make sure mm. that people are trained and competent to perform those roles yeah mm, good and i'll also say michelle's horribly nervous and that's okay um <laughs> so just just to, just to, if anyone hasn't already picked it up uh and, and she's amazing so we're going to do really well look today's conversation to, to exactly what you just said was to i think it's really valuable a lot of people who are Listening in, um, obviously, I'm trying to work out you know, this aspect of if this is better people, better business. Um, you know, what what part of better people are we going to talk to today? And I think the frame that's really interesting to talk to Michelle about. There could be a dozen different things we could chat with her about. But the thing we we're going to talk to her about today was just the administration side of training. Um, why it's so important, and you know what is it about it. Um, I'm just going to kick it across to you, Michelle. Like inside that conversation, and people might even sort of say, when you say the administration sort of training, what do you even mean? So it's from onboarding new personnel. So when they come to site, making sure that they've done the required training, inductions, etc., um, all the way through to when they actually start um, in their role, where they're fully competent and um, finish that journey. So that journey can take anywhere from three to six months up to a year, mm. depending on what roles they're in, previous mm. experience and things like that. So um, from an administration perspective, it's making sure that we capture all the data, making sure that um, with their theory, their practicals, etc., that we actually ensure that that's recorded in the system. So we look at... Um, the training management plan and make sure that we're, we're following that. Um, mm. We've also got their um, training matrices, so it's making sure that they're up to date where um, not only the pe personnel but their supervisors and the whole crew actually have visibility to see what they're um, competent in or what they're currently being trained on, etc. So it's just making sure that we put the right people into those uh, or to complete those particular tasks yeah so not getting someone doing something that they're not competent or trained to do so because obviously that affects um 
has a huge effect on safety. Yes. And we want people yeah. to be safe at, at work. Yeah. Yeah. Our primary is um, yeah, it is on safety. And obviously the next one that kicks right behind that is productivity or um, ability to perform their role. Hmm. You know, if people aren't trained and we expect them to know how to do X or Y and they've never been shown, never been given the reasons, it's really difficult. Um, yeah. And I think all of us can associate with situations in our past where we've been asked to do something and have an expectation of completion and we have no idea how to do it or like we don't understand and and yet we get held accountable against that delivery. Um, and if you haven't, if you're out there in, radio, in, in listening land, if you haven't had that happen to you, you are definitely a very small percentage because um, it does happen a lot. And uh, but yeah, that's really good. That's that's an interesting insight. And and I think one of a couple of things that instantly spring to mind um, when you talk about having assistance, etc. I know this links back to something that you hold near and dear, and it's one of the models we use in the business, all around people, programs, and process, um, which is really sits at the heart of lots of things, but in this case, the administration requirements of training. Um, as you said, having the right people there who you know, are skilled, safe, skilled and effective, but also then having this, the processes around being able to do that. You talked about how long it can take to go from start to finish or from not yet competent to competent inside roles. Um, and on top of that, how you have the process around that, but also the programs that you do to do that. Um, and for us, programs, as you all know, Michelle, is twofold. One is it's the, the how, but it's also the system side of program. Um, how important is it to be able to have it have training sitting in a digital space? And when I say that, I don't mean necessarily the shiniest, brightest things, but everything from an Excel right through to a purpose-built system. How important is it? I think it's really important. So we've gone from a space of having paper-based training records and, and keeping it in a, an Excel spreadsheet all the way through to um, being able to scan documents through that actually name, code it, um, mm. and put it into a system. So it's, it's really impressive how far, I guess, systems have come, but it's really important um, to ensure that you've got, um, I guess, a, a functioning system in place where no records are lost, that all the data is captured and recorded against the correct person, against the correct quali qualification, um, mm. expiry dates are captured, et cetera. So you can actually um, use all that data then, to then run reports so uh, supervisors, superintendents, managers know exactly where their teams are situated and helps the training team work with the management to actually then forecast what training is required in the future and when. So we actually use that for planning um, Oh, training now, 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 now you're getting clever. <laughs> yeah, now you're getting clever. Yeah, yeah. So there's, um, oh, it just affects uh, the entire business, really. Yeah, it does. And that's, and I'm, you know, with that being in any way cheeky, it's getting clever. And that's the stuff, isn't it, where so many people kind of go, yeah, I need it just to, um, you know, the old CYA cover your ass, excuse my French. They, mm. People talk about it just in the sense of being able to show the regulator or anybody else that people are competent. It's way beyond that, doesn't it? If you actually get your hands around the administrative side of this, it becomes not just something that provides a firewall mm -hmm. per se, but it also becomes something that gives you the ability to forecast and to plan and to understand impact and cost. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because you use that data to actually um, input 
I guess you input that data to the yearly um, budget types. Thank you. Yep. Words. Yep. yep. So use yep. that for um, <laughs> budgeting in the future. And that's, that's super yeah. important because if you don't budget correctly and you don't know what the forecast is going to be, then you may not get the, the, the budget required in order to keep your people trained and confident. And depending on whether you can, you know, the business is expanding, uh, they might get, uh, um, so one site I worked at, we went um, from one mining operation um, to starting operating in another section. So that was uh, increasing, I think, by about 300 people. Um, and then you're going, okay, right, so we need to budget for that and make sure that we've got everything in place. So we've got, um, you're looking at bringing more trainer assessors on, training supervisors, mm. et cetera, um, looking at um, any off-site training that's required and just making sure that, I guess, everything that the people need to be competent in those roles um, has been fulfilled. Yeah. Yeah, which is important for the person because then they know they're competent, they can do their job well. Important for the organisation because they can be comfortable that they have a safe and effective team in place. And important if anyone wants to go and have a poke or a look, third parties, regulators, et cetera, can actually see that everything is there. And I think it's fair to say back in the old days, and we're going back a while now, but and probably, to be honest, probably before your world, Michelle, but back in the dark old days, it once times where regulators have kind of come out and say, you know, how's it going? Have you got staff? And you'd see it. They'd look at a bit of a matrix and they'd talk to a couple of people and it was all fairly loose. Mm. Um, I think nowadays it, it, it's it's fair to say that the administrative side of it is really important because um, – and for this facet, the regulators, any of the authorities, are much more able to understand what needs to be in place and much cleverer, appropriately so, in regard to making sure that the systems are in place. They're not just interested in seeing a sheet with a bunch of ticks, it's all green. They go beyond, they go behind that, don't they? They're very interested in, so if Mary or Bill are competent, show me how you got there. Yeah. Show me the records, show me the evidence, show me the reasoning. Um, yeah, is that that's a fair comment? Very fair comment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been on on site where we've had the regulators come out on a number of occasions, and um, some of those have been due to incidents. There's been other times where they've just come in because it's that that time of the year where they come in and audit. So usually it's every year to two years that they'll come on site, um, and so they'd be asking questions. They they they'd ask us to run reports, then they'd say, okay, you know, show me Joe and Bill and. And, um, okay, it might be working at Heights, it could be working in the OPF, uh, whatever it might be, and then they go, okay, well, pull these records out and actually show me in the, in the system as well, so whatever LMS or learning management system you're using, and they go, okay, right, well, we've got this piece of paper here that says it's being signed off, but hang on a sec, you know, we're, we're missing your signature. So they actually really go into depth. It can be the same. Um, you might have the paperwork there, but it hasn't been entered accurately into the system as well. So... There's, mm. there's those sorts of things. Um, also, also, when it comes to regulations, it's making sure that um, you meet those requirements, um, certain, say, for underground, um, certain um, appointments that need to occur. So they'll actually go, okay, well, show me the appointed persons register and go through and actually look at who's there. Then they'll 
I often now speak to the people as well. So it's really in-depth um, in regards to, I guess, not only the systems and what we do behind the scenes to make sure that everyone has done what they need to do, but then they'll go and talk to people and, go and get an understanding to know do they know about the training function mm. and what's meant to happen, um, ask about the onboarding process or, or you know, um, any of the training requirements for their particular job to make sure that they're also aware. Um, they'll go and speak to supervisors and management as well to make sure that, you know, they'll ask them some questions to see um, that they understand what their, their requirements are in those supervisory positions as well. So, mm. yeah, it's, it's, it's huge. Big. It's pretty yeah, big. It's, and it's, um, I guess, one of the language sets that I have heard used and I'm really comfortable to use is having your administration in place and managed gives you, is one of the elements for your licence to operate. Mm. Oh, without a doubt. Um, if you don't, this stuff will shut you down as fast as make your head spin. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. This is the kind of, if they see gaps or risks here, because ultimately the risk is to people, environment, kit, et cetera, if they see risks that they think are not being managed well, one of which is being able to clearly demonstrate why your people are safe, skilled and effective and able to perform their roles. If there's a gap, mm. uh, that's a turn off, turn off piece. And that also sits internally with corporate functions, often with big organisations. They'll have a look as well. Mm. Um, and even potentially beyond the um, corporate and the, the regulator, it's important for any team member and the individual themselves to be able to have a look at their Look, look at themselves or their peers or whoever and understand how they are placed. Are they safe? Are they Have they got all the things in place that they should have in place? Mm -hmm. um, have all the assessments been done? Has all the information been gathered that should have been? Um, and, again, one place of one point of access for all of that, as you said, it's called a learning management system, competency management system, whatever language you want to use, um, it's sitting in one place of truth. Mm, absolutely. Um, and I think it's also fair to say, and you definitely would have seen this, um, the one point of truth is really handy because um, I think we all are a bunch of magpies, butcher birds, bower birds, et cetera. We seem to collect stuff. And training is one of those places where if you don't provide some clarity around what's expected in the administrative process, people will create their own systems is that a fair mm. comment definitely definitely yeah i've worked uh, at some sites or organizations where um the different teams there hasn't been much of a training function that's been sort of split up or centralized and um so different departments are going off and doing their own things and you just go wow like mm. it's scary it's really scary what people do when they're I guess they don't know what the requirements are and then they go oh well I think I'm doing the right thing and they go off and do it and then that's when you start getting a high rate of incidents and um yeah it's yeah people don't I think this is a comment here um people don't do this stuff because they're malicious or problematic broadly they, no. that's that's very uncommon they do it because they think they're helping. Mm. Um, and sometimes, and they're trying to help, sometimes helping isn't helpful, as we jokingly say. And this particular piece is one of those moments where um, they're trying to cover a gap that they think they see or that they do see, um, often because in a central conversation it isn't being managed well. Mm. Um, so I think there's also that piece when we talk about training administration, 
providing a really clear governance model around that. Yeah. Um, I know it's something we do with a bunch of our clients. One of the earlier things we do with organisations who are really struggling in this space is to be clear on what the governance model is. How do we do this stuff? Mm. Um, what are the requirements? What are the steps? What is the process? And putting that through the organisation and supporting that through the organisation in a meaningful way um, and the meaningful support is absolutely stems from an administrative approach toward training. Is that a fair comment as well? Yeah, absolutely. Couldn't yeah. agree more. Yeah, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because um, we often talk about training the administrative burden. That's a word I have heard so many times. And it's not wrong. It's just not entirely right. You know, um, doing your training admin well is always going to be a burden, but it's a cost to doing business. As you said, it's a license to operate. <laughs> doing it really well, though, allows you to minimise or optimise that cost and the impact it has in a really meaningful way. Um, this work that you're talking to, this administrative requirement, if you do it well, it actually reduces your cost to a place of sufficient and necessary versus willy-nilly and all over the place. Um, mm. And I'm sure you've got some tales I'll offer one and I'd love to hear something for yourself, but I know... One organisation that I was with and I came into and we were helping with um, was doing things like sending people into Europe to do certain courses which were readily available in Australia. Um, but because everybody wanted to go to Europe to do it, everybody got to go to Europe. And they're wondering why their training budget just seems to keep on disappearing. Um, just that simple understanding and also then setting expectations and governance around here is, here is the steps. We don't just go to Europe by choice. We actually always see if there's a local, and in the end, we actually ended up running an internal organisational training event that mm. captured all of that for those people at a fraction of the cost. Um, so, yeah, sorry, everybody, you didn't get your European holiday, which is a whole other conversation. But from an organisational perspective, people are able to meet the requirements of their role and we we're able to put in place a much more effective cost approach. Mm. And we demystified it and made it less complex because we took control of that one and actually drove it ourselves with the organisation. So it was a better outcome for everybody. Have you got similar types of experiences that you've seen yourself? Yeah, we've... Sorry to put you on the Now spot. you're getting, getting me to wrap my brains there. <laughs> I might need another coffee for that one. Um, yeah, we've had it, we've had it where, um, yeah, you, you've got workers, obviously, um, pre-COVID, so all around Australia and, and depending on what, what roster mm. they were on because I was based in WA. Um, so they'd be flying people to different states to do training and it was the same thing where you're going, mm, hang on a sec, how about we, we do, do a bit of research here and actually find out if they, we have the core provider that we were using for the particular training, whether we had those in close to where those people live. So we're cutting down on travel, accommodation, um, those sorts of costs. So it was really... Um, I guess, following a process to make sure that we were um, minimising the costs and uh, having the least dent in in um, in the budget there. So, and it's pretty simple training. Um, and still providing you. Yeah. Absolutely. Like a lot of the yeah, time. So um, still providing cracking training. Yeah. And working at heights, confined space, gas testing, things like that. We'd actually then run training on site rather than sending people off-site because, again, a lot of people didn't live um, within the, the 
city centre, so uh, you'd end up putting them up for accommodation and everything. So we're like, okay, well, let's let's run a one or two day course on site, get a, get people involved, and uh, really reduce the cost there. So yeah, it's just being smart um, and really having, I guess, the business having um, a process that we followed. Mm. Yeah, and it's clearly defined. Yeah, and so that's a piece I think that is useful to understand. Like this, this is simplicity of training administration. Yes booking courses, doing all that sort of stuff and and managing records, that, that's kind of the obvious piece. I would also say that it's a, it's a, a strong but fair comment that a lot of organisations don't really do that well. Um, we we talk about, with a lot of the work we do, we talk about the Goldilocks effect, um, you know, the whole whatever we look at, understanding the business and understanding what good practice looks like. Um, and understanding the frame that the organisation is coming from, very interested in finding a solution that's not too hot, not too cold, but just right. You know, mm. The Goldilocks story that we all know. Well, if you don't know, apologies, and it's worth a read. Um, great, great sort of fable slash fairy tale. Anyway, and it is about trying to find something that's not too complicated, not too simple, but just right. Um, and that, and broadly, there there are commonalities but depending upon your business it can be a little bit different um and training admin i think it's that piece as well around you know the easy part dare i say that you'll probably poke me through the screen on that one but the easy part on administration and records etc and there's a lot of work in that getting it right but the administration goes beyond that doesn't it? it's into making sure that you know, the training needs to be done and organized but it also has to make sure that the right kind of training the right kind of skills are even needed mm-hmm. um have you ever seen that frame where organizations uh like the, the burden or the complexity can often be because people are doing too much or trying to do too much mm. yeah um sometimes there's a blanket approach to training and and i guess the core mm. not having the role-based training profiles um and um looking at you know, the training needs and exactly what's required for those roles so if you don't have that set up in the to, to begin with, it really makes um, moving forward from there and, and actually organizing what is re- or seeing what's required compared to what's nice to have and what's completely out of scope for that particular role. Like, mm. yeah, yeah. So having those foundations um, covered probably even before getting into the actual training admin is is imperative. Yeah. Yeah, and I won't. We won't go down that rabbit hole today. I know there's another. No. <laughs> there's another conversation here with Chris around skills analysis, and I think that yeah. plays into this piece around understanding what a skills analysis is and why it's helpful. Yeah. Um, and there's a couple of other ones similar. I know with Maha and other, we've talked about things that are very congruent, um, and and all together give you a really interesting insight into how a healthy training and competency or healthy people program and process in place how powerful it is mm. um but yes i can hear you about to go down there because michelle is also a bit of a crazy advocate for skills analysis making sure that everything's in place because uh it's, it's difficult to manage something in isolation to not knowing if everything you're doing is even needed so um, sometimes that burden comes from that place as well so um you know one of the things i jump right back to, and I think you said it at the start, and one of the frames that we often talk about is, I think it matters in the 
giving great administration in place is understanding, you know, the right people, right place, right skills, right time, right tools. Now, being that if you have your head around your training administration in a fullest mm-hmm. extent, knowing what your people do, knowing what they need to do, organising all of the system to be able to execute it in a really effective way, capturing all the records, capturing all of the requirements, um, making that very transparent, visible to everybody, such that people know what they need to know and leaders know what their teams need to know. Um, and then on the back end, putting in place sort of currency periods, because that's where a tool can also help to know when you need to redo this. Um, when that whole piece is rolling really well, that does give you that surety uh, from an organisation to know that that aspect of your business is being managed. Mm. Um, and that is huge. And I think it's fair to say with a lot of the organisations we have the opportunity to work with, um, they have this in various stages. Some do it reasonably well. Some have some real opportunity to improve. Um, but broadly, everybody uh, we've come across, there are pieces where they can lift the game. Um, and, and not just can, but need to lift their game. Um, I know you've been with some of our clients and you've seen this. Mm situation uh, without getting specific, but this is something that we do see a lot, isn't it, that people um, may not have this as managed as they think it is. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think um, training sort of sits on the on the back end and a lot of people look at it from a HR perspective and, oh, we sort of need that, but, you know, well, <clears throat> it's not really imperative and we don't really need to invest right now where really that's mm. that's the core function that really sits and, and supports your business. So if something hits the fan and um, we hope it never happens to anyone, but obviously in the different industries mm. um, that we support, things do happen. And one of the first places that um, they'll come and investigate is your training records. They'll come, you know, the regulators or um, the investigators Whoever. Um, yep. That's another conversation. But they'll come and yep. they'll actually audit your training records and they'll have a look at whoever was involved as well as uh, who the trainer was, making sure that the trainer actually has all the competencies, knowledge, and they'll, they'll quiz them like it's they'll interrogate them. Um, so just making sure that you have everything in place to ensure that um, should anything happen to anyone that you, that you have got, they, that they are trained and competent to do their role very well um, yep. and that you have and it's no all doubt. And documented beautifully. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Because yep. without that, then... We've exposed, individuals are exposed and the organisation's exposed. Mm-hmm. And I think the, the other richness, which I'll just jump back to and as we head toward closing is, it also enables like, good training administration and enables a whole scope of planning, you know, workforce planning, workforce management, workforce development, whatever language that organisations choose to use, understanding uh, what it takes to build an X or Y type role um, and the burden and the time and the effort, et cetera, also allows you to think about your onboarding, offboarding, um, your whole approach toward training, et cetera, and what requirements there are. I mean, understanding the administrative side of this is a massive enabler if you can get your hands around it. Mm. Um, and, and if you can't, 
yet, you know, if you choose not to more than because you absolutely everybody can get their hands around it. It's something we help organizations with all the time. If you choose not to, though, it's always going to be a bit of a dark hole and could bite you when you least need it to. Yeah. Um, and, and for us, this is the space that we sit in. This is our world. Um, one of the aspects, and it's something that we, sadly, we kind of enjoy, and I you particularly, Michelle, love uh, <laughs> is thinking around the administrative requirements and what an enabler it is, um, even though a lot of people would kind of go, nah, nah, probably me being one of them. Um, but I also get it. Um, so we're really lucky to have people like yourself in the team who find this uh, both interesting and in the obvious part is that it's useful, but find it interesting as well. Mm-hmm. Is it fair to say that you're a bit of a training administration nerd with love? Yes, yes, I'm a little bit passionate <laughs> about that. <laughs> so, and we say yeah. we say nerd with a whole bunch with of love. love, and it is it is passionate, and it is um, it's you know it's great. So, so my roundup on my reflection, I'll just offer a bit of a summary and, and any last thoughts from you, Michelle. Um, the summary is just being mindful of just how far-reaching great training administration is in the sense of it isn't just about making sure your people, making sure you've covered your backside. It is. It goes way beyond that. It goes into a place of actually understanding what it is your people need to do, being able to demonstrate it to everybody, company, corporate, third parties, and particularly the individual. For us, it's always about the individual knowing that they're competent and safe and skilled and effective. It also enables a whole forward-looking approach where you can start understanding the business requirement. Um, And there's a bunch of digital tools. We didn't even go into that because we see that as being less critical at the moment in this conversation. Um, It's about finding, as we said, the Goldilocks approach. What serves you? Some organisations, it might be just enough to have it managed clearly and carefully inside a spreadsheet with the right rules and processes around that. For others, digital tools are an absolute must. Um, And I think that's becoming more and more accessible, as you and I know, Michelle, because tools are becoming far more cost accessible as well. They're not not what they used to be in the sense of big, burdensome, heavy, expensive things. but yeah, that, that's a that's really cool, and and thank you for your sharing. Any any last pearls of wisdom? There's a pressure for you. Any last pearls of wisdom you want <laughs> in, in summarising yeah. this one? I think uh, you know investing in the, the training administration function, even though it might be an initial cost to have bodies and seats. Um, from a long term perspective, you're going to be saving money from um, making sure that you've actually got all those. Um, processes in place that you are following those you've recorded all the data um, mm. all the way through to um, all the way through to I suspect going all the way through to having the requirements regulators more and more are putting on organisations to be able to demonstrate this and that burden yeah. is not going down it's just going up yeah. um, having a great approach to training administration makes all of that well, it's say disappear, but it makes it much more accessible and much more accessible and manageable and sustainable, all those cool, ably words. Um, it really does. And I think that is a great, that last piece there, realise that this world, the training administration world and what it gives you is an area that isn't going down in complexity or requirement. 
Mm-hmm. If anything, it's becoming more significant. Um, I know this is something we do. Happy to talk to people about it because it's an area that a lot of people, uh, if we use that Goldilocks conversation again, people either end up with a little cottage industry in the business and that's not helpful. Um, or on the other end, they have under-resourced or understaffed or under-thought it through such that it actually introduces unnecessary risk that is not hard to be rid of. Um, it's something that we do, something that we uh, not only we help people set the systems up around it, but we can also take care of that aspect of it for you as well. So, um, But that's another conversation for another day. Um, really appreciate your insights, Michelle. Um, thank you for taking us down the rabbit hole of training administration. Um, I think everybody, if they didn't get to see the video, they should have a quick look and see, you know, Michelle's eyes gleaming as she talks about this stuff, um, you know, because it is it is an important, she gets how important it is to do it well. So um, thank you again. And uh, you know, we want to thank everybody for listening in and hope you have a fabulous day, whatever it is you're up to. And as always, um, you know, if we can help, give us a hoy and, you know, onwards. Thanks, Michelle. Thanks, Andrew. Cheers. Bye-bye.